Today is Father's Day, so I'm going to present a Father's Day message, and I'm calling it Lessons from the Prodigal's Dad. Uh, Luke 15, 11 through 32 is the passage. Luke 15, 11 through 32. We'll be reading that in just a minute. <clears throat> I realized recently, uh, as I thought about Father's Day approaching, that 2021 marks 19 years since my dad passed away. Uh, it's uh, just amazing how time flies, isn't it? It's hard to believe it's been that long. Next year will be 20 years. Um, I miss my dad, as those of you who have lost your dad do. Uh, I miss his gentleness, his wisdom, uh, his sense of humor. <laughs> I miss being able to, to call and ask advice when I, needed, when I need some, uh, or to just laugh about a, a far side cartoon that I saw. Um, by the way, there, that's kind of back. If you go, there's, there's far side Facebook pages. That every day you can get a far side cartoon if, you're, if you like that. Uh, those are fun. <clears throat> uh, but I miss, you know, we, we used to laugh about things like that. Um, I recently discovered on a, a YouTube channel that features vintage film footage. Maybe you've seen it. It's called Periscope Film. Um, and on this channel, there are all kinds of films from back in the day uh, about everything in the world uh, that, uh, that was filmed years ago, uh, including things from World War II, the World War II era, like uh, World War II training films uh, on, uh, on aircraft. You can see a training film on on how to, to operate the, the B-17. Uh, and, uh, or there's training films on uh, uh, things that happen on, on board ships or, or how to operate a tank. Uh, and uh, newsreels, you know, back in the day you, you had newsreels when you went to the movie about the war in that era. You know, things that my dad would really enjoy. Uh, and, and I've often thought how cool it would be if, if we could watch some of that together uh, and, and enjoy that. <coughs> Today is, uh, is Father's Day, and, and in addition to, to thinking about my own dad, I began thinking about some dads in the Bible. There's a lot of them, uh, but one of my favorite dad is the one that we might call the prodigal's dad. Uh, one of the most well-known Bible stories in, in the Bible is the prodigal son. Uh, most everybody, has, even unbelievers, <coughs> have, uh, have heard about uh, the prodigal Son, they, 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 many people, even non-believers, might use the term prodigal son or prodigal in describing uh, someone who has wandered away or gone down the wrong path and, and been, as one definition states, wastefully and recklessly extravagant. Um, that's what the, the Bible story is about, a, a wastefully, reckless, extravagant young man. <laughs> Uh, who uh, eventually saw the light and he comes home uh, to a father who loves him and an older brother who's jealous of him. Um, and that, that's one thing that the story is about. It's about a son. Uh, but you know what? It's also about a father, uh, the prodigal's father. Since it's Father's Day, let's, let's take a look at this Bible father. What can we learn from him? Well, I know the story is probably familiar with, with most, if not all of you, but let's refresh our memory and read the story of the prodigal son. Luke 15, 11 through 32. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and squandered his wealth in wild living. 
After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the, old, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, what's going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me a young goat. Uh, so, uh, even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends but when this son of yours who has squandered your property and with prostitutes has come home you killed the fattened calf for him my son the father said you are always with me and everything I have is yours but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found what a great story uh, that, again, we're, most of us are, are very familiar with. What are some things we can learn, not about the, the son today, but the father, the prodigal's father? Well, one would be this. Uh, he taught his sons well, then he let them choose. He taught his son, sons well, then he let them choose. Verse 11, again, Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he, dad, divided his property between them. You know, as we read the story, uh, it seems clear to me that this man was a good father who taught his sons well. Uh, we're not going to talk about the older son today uh, in this lesson. Uh, that would be another, another lesson. But it, it seems that the older son turned out okay. Uh, he had some issues with his younger son coming back and some jealousy issues. Uh, that he had to deal with but for the most part the older son turned out okay he was hard working he was faithful to his father he he did not take his share of the estate and blow it wastefully and recklessly like his younger brother did uh, he, he had to have learned those good characteristics from somewhere and my guess is that he learned it from his parents and especially from his father no mention of the mother in this story so we don't know if she was there or 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 if it was just a single dad I, i'm sure the younger son heard those very same lessons that the older brother 
had been raised with. You know, be honest, work hard, uh, don't kick your dog, don't kick your father, uh, provide for your family uh, with, with an honest living, treat people right. You know, we see from the story, from the younger son's own testimony in, in his story about the way uh, that his father treated even the servants, that he treated them, and er it seems that he treated them and everyone fairly. Uh, so, you know, the son learned all those basic lessons from his dad, those godly lessons. Now, Jesus doesn't really talk about this is a parable or a story that Jesus told. Uh, Jesus doesn't really talk about the father's relationship with God in the story. But, but seeing as how the, the father in this story, as Jesus is telling it, represents God, uh, you know, let's assume that he's a follower of God uh, and, and that he taught his sons to follow God as they were raised. Each of his sons then would have had the very same upbringing, taught the very same lessons. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. I'm sure both of them were taught the same uh, great commandments. This father was a good father, a model father even. That's why Jesus uses him as an example. And, and one thing that, that all fathers and mothers have, have to eventually come to grips with is that there comes a point in every child's life when, you, when they have to take what you have taught them and then choose the path that they will take in their life as adults. And so our job as parents uh, is clear uh, as far as God is concerned. Uh, a couple of places that's, that, that would indicate what our job is might be Proverbs 22, verse 6. We're familiar with that whole verse, but let's look at the, just the first half of it. Uh, train up a child in the way he should go. We'll look at the second half of that in a minute, but the first part says train up a child, train a child in the way he should go. And we might ask, well, what is that? What way is that? Um, and then I, I think Paul addresses that in his letter to, to the church at Ephesus when he wrote in Ephesus, Ephesians 6, 4, uh, and now a word to you fathers, don't make your children angry by the way you treat them, rather bring them up with the discipline and instruction approved by the Lord. So that's the way. Discipline and instruction approved by the Lord that we learn from God's word. That's the way he should go. So no doubt this father did just that as he raised his two boys. Now it was time for his sons to choose what path they would take after being taught. And as hard as it was to do, this father let his sons choose that way. You know, not that he really had much choice. Uh, he couldn't twist their arm and make them choose his, his way. Um, he did what every father has to do one way or the other. Uh, uh, he let his sons choose their life's path. One son chose a good path, and the other, the younger son, chose a very destructive path. You know, one of the wonderful things about our Heavenly Father is that he gives us free will to choose our own path. You know, we are not robots, are we? You know, we're, we're not, God doesn't twist our arm and force us to do things a certain way. He doesn't program us like a computer so that we don't have any choice. We just do it because we're programmed that way. I mean, what fun would that be for God if, if we just did whatever he programmed us to do? No, God wants us to love him and to choose to serve him 
because uh, we love him. He, he, gives, he gives us his creation where we can see his power, where we can see his beauty. It's obvious that there's a God. Uh, he gives us his word so that we can use that and, and see clearly how much he loves us. Uh, and, and we can also see in his word the boundaries that God wants us to, to stay in uh, and, 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 and be protected. Not, not because he wants us to have a miserable or boring life and have no fun, no, he gives us boundaries to protect us in his word. We see in his word his desire for us to follow him, to be servants uh, of him. Uh, not just to be someone who sits in the stands or in the chairs at church and cheers, hey, God, way to go, God, but, but someone who is out on the playing field and, and actively following and serving him. That's what he wants. That's what he desires. It, it's very clear the, what our Heavenly Father desires from our lives. Uh, yet our, our choice, whether to follow God's path or our own path, is all ours. It's all ours. The prodigal's dad taught his sons well. Uh, and then he let them choose their, their life's path. And when his younger son chose a destructive path, this father, his heart was broken. His heart was broken. You know, uh, what, how hard it must have been for that father to have seen him go off. And, of course, he probably didn't know all the, all the things he was doing with his life. But we see what he did. It was, you know, wine, women, and song. And, and just, just blowing all of his money on, on sinful things. Um, what, what a destructive way to live this young son chose. But back home, the father, in verse 20 uh we we see what he's doing he got up and went to his he got up and went to his father um after the the son realized you know the 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 poor choice he had made the horrible choice he had made he decided to go see his father but while he was still a long way off his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him he ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him you know, here's what I see from, from that passage there. Since, since the day that this son left, every chance this father got, he looked longingly down a road like that, uh, that's up on the screen there. At longing, hoping, praying, will he be walking down that road today? Uh, will, will I see him coming home today? He knew that his son understood how to come home because he had been taught uh, and, he, and he longed to see him choosing to come home down that road. You know, no father is okay with uh, a child making a bad life choice, obviously. Uh, uh, their, their hearts are broken. Any mom or dad's heart is broken when our children choose a destructive path. There may be some that might put on a, a, a tough outward front sometimes, uh, you know, well, if that's the way he wants, then good riddance, or, uh, or she made her bed, let her sleep in it. But even those fathers who refused maybe to show their anguish on the outside, inside, their heart's breaking, just like anybody else's. Uh, no one wants to see their child suffer, especially if it's by their own hand, by their own poor choices. I know many parents, I, I know some parents in my family who have spent many hours on their knees 
praying and crying uh, for a child that took a destructive path, praying that they would see them walking down that road. And I can say that many of them have seen them walking down that, that, that path. As Jesus tells this story, he is reminding us that you and I have a Father in heaven whose heart is broken every time we make a bad choice in our life. Yes, yes, he gives us freedom to choose, and, and we have the freedom to choose to make those choices. But when we choose poorly, and we all do, all of us have chosen poorly, every time we choose to sin, like any father who loves their child, God's heart is broken. In fact, his love for us was so great. Uh, his broken heart was so severe because of our poor choices that, that God took drastic measures to show us just how much he loves us, just how broken his heart was, even though we willingly choose to turn from him sometimes. Um, e even though we willingly choose paths that hurt us, paths that hurt others in our lives, uh, paths that don't include a relationship with him, he still chose to give his life, even though he knew we were going to do that and have done that, so that we would at least have a way back home if we come to our senses one day. And in that, we see another characteristic of this father, the prodigal's father. He loved his son unconditionally, unconditionally. Verse 20, again, so he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, he, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. You know, isn't that the way it is with fathers? Uh, you know, no matter how destructive a path their children take, no matter how defiant uh, they, their child might be, no matter how much they've ignored the life lessons that you tried to teach them, that, that dads and moms tried to teach them, their wisdom, their warnings, no matter what, fathers never stop loving their children. They never stop loving their children. Never. You know, Jackie and I have, uh, have been in, enjoying watching the, the Netflix series Downton Out. Abbey. Have any of y'all ever watched Downton Abbey? That's, that's a fun uh, British show uh, on Netflix. It's, it's the story of the Earl of Downton, uh, Lord Grantham, uh, and his family. And it's a lot about the servants, too, that work in this, this manner. Uh, as, as the Granthams live this elite, extravagant lifestyle among the British aristocracy, uh, he has three daughters uh, that periodically one of them will do something that threatens to tarnish the reputation of the Granthams, of their dynasty. And so Lord Grantham will gather the guilty daughter and voice his disappointment in her actions. And just when she thinks she's going to be disowned forever, when his anger subsides, he usually says something like, 
my dear, there is nothing you could do to make me stop loving you. Even if you did use the wrong fork at dinner. <laughs> I just made that fork part up. But, but that's the way it always is with Lord Grantham and with any father. With any father. Your fathers get angry. They may be disappointed in the bad choices that their kids make. But they never, ever stop loving them. Why? Why? Well, because their love is not based on good behavior. It's not based on good or bad choices that their, their children make. A father's love is based on one thing, on one thing. No matter what, he's my boy. No matter what, she's my little girl. A father's love is unconditional. And of course, while, while fathers like the Earl of Downton or you, or me, uh, sometimes we don't always handle <laughs> the bad choices that our children make uh, perfectly. I certainly didn't on many occasions. Uh, we serve a Heavenly Father that always handles it perfectly. Like earthly fathers, God's love is always unconditional, and it's always His love is always perfect. It's always perfect. God hates it when we choose the world. Uh, when, when he is upset at the path we choose, we can be sure that the path we, if he's upset at whatever path we chose, we can be sure that that path is destructive. It can be destructive. Uh, again, God doesn't set boundaries around our life just to take away all of our fun and make life boring for us. No, he, his, he loves us and he wants to protect us from harm. And sin, by its very nature, is always destructive to our lives. And when we fall into sin, God's heart is broken because he knows that what we're doing is going to hurt us. And it's going to drive us away from him. That's why he's upset about it. That's why he hates it. But even when we make those bad choices, and we all do, we all have, God never ever stops loving us never and to prove it like the father in the story jesus told when we do finally come to our senses and finally come home he welcomes us with open arms open arms you know, when we come home down that path provided by jesus jesus made the road that we can come down to get back home god and the angels in heaven have a celebration when we come home Jesus said in Luke 15, 10, in the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Can you imagine the celebration that takes place in heaven? What kind of celebration they can put on? And every time someone comes back home, they celebrate in heaven. Like, like the young son, uh, many, maybe somebody here today or on Facebook watching, uh, you, you realize that, that you've fallen a long way from your father in heaven and you wonder will god take me back uh, or, or will he accept me for the very first time you know after what i have done after the life i have lived after the, the horrible choices destructive choices i've made in my life will god take me back and welcome me like he did that son well that's the whole point of this story that's the whole point of the story. The answer is yes, he will welcome you back. 
Are you kidding? You're his son. You're his daughter. Of course he will welcome you back. His love is unconditional, only as a father's love could be. The whole time you've been uh, away, you know, he's been watching the road, hoping you're walking down it back to him. That's the reason Jesus told this story. Remember, this is a story about God, really. The whole time he's been waiting and hoping and praying and that you would be walking down that road, returning to him. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the mistakes. It doesn't matter the bad choices. None of that matters. All that your Heavenly Father cares about is that you come home. Because if you don't, He knows that His precious child, His precious son or daughter will be lost. And that breaks His heart. So just come home. If, if you're in that situation right now, swallow your pride. Put away the fear and come down that road to a father who's got his arms open waiting for you to be there. Unconditionally, he loves you. And then the last lesson that we learned from this father is that he never gave up. He never gave up. Let's look at Proverbs 22, verse 6 again. The, rest, the, whole, the whole verse this time. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. You know, this father was hoping and trusting in this truth right here. Proverbs 22, verse 6. I taught him well. He knows what's right. He knows what's right. You know, sometimes no matter what you do, a child still makes bad choices. <laughs> this man's family was a good example of that. You know, you, you saw uh, a child that made a good choice and a child that made a bad choice. One saw the wisdom in all that his father and his, and his mom taught him, and the other did not and took a destructive path in his life. Um, we don't know why. Why did he make that bad choices? Why do, does anyone make bad choices and destructive choices? Maybe it was bad influences that he was involved with. Maybe it was he just had a rebellious personality, you know. Uh, maybe he had a bad experience along the way that really hurt him. He made those choices, and at the time it seemed worthwhile. This is what I should do. But eventually, most people who were taught the way of God as they were growing up by their parents realized that they're on a wrong, you know, I'm on a wrong path here. <laughs> Everything that my mom and dad taught me is true. And the great thing is, because of what you taught them when they were young, they know how to come home. They know how to come home because you taught them. So if you find yourself in a, in a similar situation as this father, be diligent in your, in your hope and your prayer for that child. Never, ever stop praying for them. Never stop demonstrating your love to them. Know that nagging and lecturing about it rarely ever works to drive somebody home. So avoid that. Even though everything in you wants to, to just bug them about it all the time, just love them. Love them and be an example. Never give up because one day, if you taught them, you will see them walking down that road, coming home.
You know, it's been 19 years since I lost my dad in this life. But what a joy to know that one day I will see him again. Uh, one day, because of the unconditional love of my Heavenly Father, I will see my dad again in heaven. Because he's already been welcomed by God in his presence. And one day, despite my many bad choices in life, as long as I remain faithful, I will be welcomed too when I go home. Do you need to come home? On Facebook, do you need to come home? Do, do you wonder if God will welcome you because of some bad choices you made in your life? Or maybe you're making right now. The answer is yes. Yes, he will welcome you. Uh, you are his son. You are his daughter. And there is nothing you can do to make him stop loving you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for loving me, even though I've made bad choices in my life. And for each person that's here today and listening on Facebook, <clears throat> we've, we've all made bad choices and disappointed you and broken your heart. Uh, maybe there are some here to, today and listening today who are in the middle of that. And I pray that, that we will realize just how much you love us. We will take the lessons we were taught uh, when we were young, maybe by our parents or by uh, a mentor that we had, and we will remember those lessons and we will realize what we need to do. We need to come home. And so, Father, I just pray that today, because of this story uh, of Jesus, that there'll be somebody out there that will come home to you. Uh, and we, we look forward to that day when they do that and, and, and the joy of them being welcomed and, uh, and the pain can be subsided. And so I thank you, Father, for this great story. Thank you for your unconditional love despite our choices. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.